Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. And what's everybody talking about right now? I mean, you can't go on television, you can't go online, you can't go on dot-com magazine without reading about what's happening in healthcare. I mean, everybody's interested in it. The population, of course, is getting older. So many people are so interested in their healthcare, what's happening in the healthcare industry. And the people behind the scenes, the software and the technology that's really driving the entire healthcare industry, we wanted to bring a real leader on the field in this space. So we've been able to invite Mr. Dan Prince. And Dan, of course, is the founder and CEO of Illumisoft. And they're really, really at the forefront. I mean, they have a mission to make healthcare better. They're really building strong relationships with their clients. And we wanted to bring them on the show because when it comes to software and healthcare, that's what's driving it. So without the right software, without the right sort of mission and mission control for the healthcare companies, things don't get done. So Dan, welcome to the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Well, thank you, Andy. I appreciate you having me on. I mean, it's great to have you. I mean, you and your company have become known to really maximize resources and really spearhead so many custom solutions that really help healthcare organizations, practices, and of course, the providers. I want to get into it. But before we do, let's do what we always do first off. Let's pull the lens back to 30,000 feet. Tell us what you're doing at Illumisoft, and then we're going to get into it. Uh, most of what we're doing uh, in healthcare is centered around integrating different systems uh, in, so we can capture data for the most part so that we can do machine learning and make processes and uh, procedures better for the hospital and for patients, ultimately. Yeah, I love it so much. And you really create solutions that really are what I'm calling moving the needle. I mean, for healthcare industry and the patients that they serve. Let's talk about it. You know, who's reaching out to you right now? What's the big problem that they want your company to help them solve right now? Honestly, there is a variety of problems that are available for people to solve. And technology is just now getting to the point in the healthcare industry that uh, that it's accepted and they're budgeting for it and, and they can afford it. So one of the big things that I'm excited about is the aggregation of data. Uh, but there are just opportunities all over the place uh, for improvement. And uh, we've been working with a lot of researchers who are doing studies and they need special uh, custom software in order to be able to capture the data that they need because it just isn't something that's done yet. 
Yeah, so interesting, Dan. You know, through COVID, of course, everybody started to adopt more, you know, virtual doctor visits and being online and telehealth and the whole thing. And of course, when we go online and we speak to a doctor and things start going back and forth, one thing that we all think about is HIPAA compliance. And we think about yeah. we think about data. Let's talk about that. How important is this idea of safety with people's data? And how does your company put that in the mix with regard to the way you think about things? How important is that compliance and that data protection? Well, it's number one. It's not just with us, but with our clients. And so what we do is we, uh, we've been HIPAA compliant since HIPAA was first introduced uh, back in the late 90s. Um, it's not that difficult to do. You just have to make it a core principle of how you architect systems and keep data separate from anything that could be uh, utilized in any way for a patient um, other than the healthcare provider. Yeah, it's so interesting. So for the people that are watching the show, I mean, you know, we take it for granted. We go to the doctor. Sometimes, unfortunately, God forbid, we have to go to the hospital or the emergency room. We see our primary care doctor. We're doing telehealth. We're, we're very much thinking about our health all the time because like my, my Uncle Stanley said, who was a physician, he said, if you don't have your health, everything else is a fake. So when we think about it and we think about sort of the software component and the data component, give our viewers some idea about how important all that data is to improve healthcare. I mean, how is data improving healthcare uh, through the systems that are using um, this data to improve their healthcare offerings? Uh, absolutely. So uh, it might not be um, well known to your audience. Uh, it certainly wasn't to me. Um, but I did a, a study at one point about three years ago in diabetes, um, specifically childcare diabetes, type 2 diabetes. And I found out during that time that their ability to utilize insulin um, to help these diabetics was somewhere only around 8 to 12 percent of what is possible. And I thought that was extremely low. So capturing uh a large amount of data surrounding diabetics and their uh, their healthcare or their uh, their exercise and their meals and things like that really helped us have a data set that we could apply machine learning to and make some honest uh, true efforts towards moving that needle. Yeah, it's so interesting. You you mentioned diabetes. I mean, this is something that's really becoming almost a an epidemic. I mean, so many people have challenges with this. And I would imagine, you know, you have such a great team, first of all, at Illumisoft, that when people go to work and people start thinking about what they're doing, yeah, I mean, you're, you know, you're a software development company, you do a great job. I mean, you're, you're really in the middle of it all. But one thing that really sort of would resonate for us at Dotcom Magazine about what your staff is doing is that when they go to work, it's not just about software solutions. It's more about the people that is, it's positively impacting. So how important is that for your corporate culture that everybody knows that they're really impacting people's health in, in the right way? Well, so uh, it's extremely important. Our culture is one that if, if you're not enjoying yourself on a daily basis, that's something that we need to address either as a team or you need to address it personally. But um, our team 
that uh, that I work with an extremely talented set of professionals, each have a passion for uh, the result of increasing the quality of healthcare and patient care. Um, so being able to uh, to build systems and support clients and researchers that are moving that um, in that direction is just uh, a, a commonality among us uh, that uh, can't be really overstated, but it's not really something that I designed into the business either. It just happened that we're all, uh, I hire really good people. What can I say? Yeah, I love it. It's so great. And they have great leadership. And that leadership starts at the top as well as the corporate culture. And one thing that makes me think about, Dan, you've really built your name and the company's name on what I call collaboration. I mean, that's a big word in your business. And of course, you know, when a company works with your company, it really means that they're getting a partner and maybe maybe someone like a teammate, I guess you could call it. So how important is that sort of team? How important is that partnership to the success of what you're doing? Maybe speak to, to for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show about how important it is to look at your clients as part of a team and become a real partner in their business. I completely agree with that. Um, I have said for some time now that the, the difference that you're going to be able to make, the niche that you're going to be able to carve for yourself in the future is going to be more about customer service and care for your clients and their, uh, their business and everything surrounding uh, why they're coming to you in the first place. And so um, we have to team with our clients because of the technology, the, the way technology projects work, uh, if we the client has a hard time explaining exactly what they're looking for to the level of detail that the technologist needs in order to implement it. So there has to be back and forth conversation. Otherwise, you just aren't going to be successful. We tried that back, you know, earlier in, you know, when software first became a thing, it was called waterfall. And we realized it doesn't work, right? We have to be agile. We have to have that back and forth and include our, our client partners um, in the success of the project. And we have that in every agreement that we make with them. It's like, this depends on us getting along really well. So that's, uh, that's one way uh, that we choose our clients. Like, do we get along? Do we like each other? Yeah. Um, I'd say to the new entrepreneurs out there or to the existing entrepreneurs, um, focus your business on things that you're truly passionate about. Do unto others as you would have done unto you uh, in business and in your personal life and, uh, and keep pushing forward uh, and you'll make a difference in the world. Yeah, I love it so much, Dan. That's awesome. Keep pushing forward to make the difference. Now, one thing you make a great difference in at Illumisoft, and of course, it's, it's something that is just paramount to your business, is we talk about the patients. You, you look at the patient's journey and you look at the software that you're developing to make sure that the patients themselves get a superior journey. And of course, that's very important. How important is that journey when you're developing something for one of your clients? How often are you thinking about how the patient reacts to the software? Well, that really is at the core of what we do. Um, I'm, I'm lucky enough to work with clients that also have that as the reason they come to us for, for anything. Um, so we are all patients or have been, you know, through, throughout our lives. 
And uh, with technology coming along and the internet, you know, having made such an impact with us, the way that we judge our healthcare journey is changing as well. So we've got to keep up with the expectations. We can no longer have healthcare where you have to walk into an office, for instance, and sit there for 45 minutes because your physician can't plan their day any better than, than that. Um, and they're doing their best, but uh, we're trying to make improvements that make it easy for patients and the journey that they that they have on a daily basis to maintain their health, which includes both, you know, uh, interaction with a healthcare professional, but also just maintaining their health and watching their vitals uh, is changing dramatically. And if the hospitals and our clients aren't keeping up with that, then the patient's experience is going to be um, degraded, at least in comparison to the rest of the world and what they experience with banking and uh, and everything else. Yeah, I love it. It makes sense for the patients. Of course, what you have become known for at your company are these smart, seamless healthcare solutions that really support a company. But let's talk about it just for a minute, because when we think about it, you go in, you build this, this, this program, it's seamless, it's, it's a solution that's smart, that's agile. For the people that use these types of solutions, for the organizations or the companies that use these solutions, I mean, they get to reduce their risk, they get to lower their costs, they get to get their organization more organized. I mean, it's just remarkable. So I would imagine once it's installed and once these companies or your clients start using the system, all kinds of great things happen for their company, right? Yes, uh, in, in short, yes. But there are many reasons why that happens. And some of them aren't as tangible or as direct forward as other ones. Um, for instance, uh, if you have a piece of software that people in your company have to use every day, and that software is a little bit irritating, and it doesn't do exactly what they want it to do in the way they want it to do, that resentment uh, on a daily basis of having to use that adds up. They may go into the lunchroom and have a bad, uh, be in a bad mood and snap at somebody else. And it just kind of spreads throughout the organization. I think making sure that uh, use, you're using technology to make not only the patient's life and journey through healthcare easier, but also the provider's life and uh, ability to provide um in a less stressful way because the software is so you know, stressful for them um, is also you know, a big benefit to what we do. Yeah, it's so interesting, of course, because you think about healthcare, Dan, you think about how important it is and you think about where it's going. We think about the software that's sort of running it. And you know, there's, there's, of course, off-the-shelf solutions, and then there's going to be a custom software development. And when we think about how important healthcare is and how important the patients are, you would think that the custom software development just offers so many more advantages than an off-the-shelf solution. Is that right? I think so. Now, there is a, a, a time and a place for everything. Um, and we work with a lot of off-the-shelf solutions, uh, integrating that data into bigger systems. We're in, we're in the midst of an evolution. And so... Uh, in today's world, custom software is not that expensive, and um, a lot of off-the-shelf software is expensive. So there's beginning to be a uh, at least 
a reason to go out and weigh the difference and consider custom software versus off the shelf. Whereas 10 years ago, custom software was just far dramatically more expensive, harder to maintain, and honestly not written as well as it is today. Yeah, interesting. And of course, when we think about this custom software, something that comes to mind is what I call the transition. So in other words, the transition to the team at your client. And what does that transition look like? Does the client's team work with your team all along the way so that the transition becomes seamless uh, at some point in time after the initiative starts? Uh, do you have a transition team that transitions it over to the clients? How does all that work? Yeah, that would, uh, the transition process occurs uh, beginning at day one. So we have a kickoff meeting, we decide uh, who the stakeholders are and what their responsibilities are. And uh, my team then works towards uh, making incremental steps towards their goals. We'll first come up with mock-ups and a design. We'll make sure that we know exactly what parts of the minimum viable product, the MVP that we're going to produce first. Um, and then we will produce that and let them test it. And then we just keep going through that cycle over and over and over. Um, so we build really strong relationships with them during that process and they get to look at the software all along the way. So what we found uh, consistently across the board, 99.99% of the time, um, what they ask for and what they end up accepting and being happy about is uh, significantly different. Yeah, it's so interesting, of course, you know, we think about the ecosystem when we think about something called failed projects. And one thing that you've become known for, and it's, it's, it's very interesting, is you've had zero failed projects. I mean, your clients experience 100% satisfaction, you know, uh, and I think that's probably one of the things that if I was in your shoes, that's one of the things I would be most proud of about not only the way my team develop software, but the way in which they engage with my clients. Is that sort of the thing that really rises to the top that gets you up in the morning, Dan? It, it certainly does make me feel good, but I have a hard time accepting complete responsibility for that. I, I'm just not going to give up until they're happy. Um, so I don't understand why everybody else uh, can't also, uh, you know, just make that same statement like, no, I'm just going to keep going until we get it right. Uh, we I have lost money on projects before, so you could consider that a failure, but uh, we always get to the end goal and, uh, and it's through you know, perseverance. Just yeah, like Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that, Dan, because that's interesting. You know, you started Illumisoft in 2013, you're headquartered in Kansas City, you know, your, your team has decades and decades of combined experience in healthcare technology, of course, software and project management. Where did this come from? You know, we talked to entrepreneurs, Dan, and you've got this sort of, you know, never say never, keep on pushing, nothing is impossible sort of mindset. Did that come from, you know, when you were younger, did it come from going to school, playing sports? What was the thing in your younger days, if I could call it that, that sort of got you lined up to think this way? Well, that's a good question, Andy. Um, my younger days in this case were about 18 years ago when I woke up and uh, had just lost my job 
uh, at a really well-known company here in Kansas City and um, decided that the corporate world wasn't for me and started reading and educating myself on ways that I could do better. I started off with uh, Napoleon Hill's The Laws of Success. Uh, and then I just made a habit of continually educating myself and pushing myself to become a better person, uh, finding people that I admired and wanted to be like, and then changing slowly over time to be like them. Um, one of the things that I picked up from all of these books was that what really matters is what how you can look back at yourself and um, hopefully not have any regrets. So that's that's what I'm attempting to do. I mean, it's it's impossible, but I think it's a good goal. At least it's a good aspiration to have. Yeah, it's great. It's so interesting how you can learn from books and from mentors. And when we think about the kind of work that you're doing, I mean, from VR software that trains athletes to avoid concussions to software that calculates patients' risks of, ha of having lymphoma. I mean, these are real game changers. I mean, these are things that really can change the, the life of a person. But I did want to talk to you about, you know, uh, VR, you know, virtual reality software. How big do you think that becomes over the next 10 years with regard to, you know, healthcare? I think uh, augmented reality will be a bigger game changer, to be honest. I think VR is... Uh, extremely important in that it is a stepping stone to AR. Uh, I think that uh, people need to start developing the skills to be able to create VR technology uh, right now because it's not easy. It's not as easy, let's say, as uh, Azure solution uh, might be currently. Um, and there are other skills that are needed, uh, including graphics and just a complete different user interface and user experience for those devices. And I think right now we're just barely getting to where that stuff is acceptable. Um, but I think AR is much bigger than VR in that uh, you need to be able to stay in your current reality in addition to being in, in this uh, other reality. You can't separate the two. Yeah, that makes sense. AR, AR will drive it. Very interesting because every industry, Dan, has its own what I call language. And the healthcare industry has its own language. The software developer, the developers have their own language. How important is it, Dan, do you feel that your group, your team can be able to speak what I call the language to your clients in a way that they understand it? Well, that's... Uh... That's the only way that we can do it, to be honest. And my team is uh, really good at communicating their ideas. So I think a good way to communicate would be to express it in the correct term, but then judge whether or not they got that or if they understand it. So we ask a lot of questions and we often you know, request feedback because what we have to discuss with our clients and uh, with their team is often... Um, technical, right? It, it is what it is. And so we, we do a lot of analogies and we say it's like this and we draw a lot of pictures uh, and we whiteboard things, but um, getting that across to them and getting their feedback is the core really of understanding them. And if we can't repeat back to them what they asked for in different words and have them say, yep, that's it, then, then we're not ready to start. Yeah, it makes sense. Communication is so important. 
Before I let you go, and you're so busy, and thanks for cutting out some time for me today. This has been very, very interesting, taking us inside your company, inside the success of Illumisoft. Let's give back to the entrepreneurial community. You, you spoke about this briefly, you know, when you started reading some books and you kind of came away with this sort of empowering idea. But for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, Dan, maybe they're hitting a tough time. Maybe they're hitting a roadblock. Maybe they're hitting a wall they can't quite get through. What type of advice can you give to the younger entrepreneurs watching the show about how to get through a tough time in business? For me, how to get through a tough time is re constantly reinforcing uh, your, your beliefs in yourself and in your idea or business. Uh, the way that I constantly reinforced my, uh, my goals when I first started out, I still do it today, as a matter of fact, is I've written them down. And every year or so, every six months or so, I will go through and alter them based on where I'm at and where I want to go from there. But I have a set of statements about myself and my goals that I say every morning. And if I don't say that list, I feel like uh, I feel a little bit naked for the day. So it, it seems it sounds hokey. And I thought it was hokey when uh, I read about doing it. But it, it reinforces the thoughts. It reminds you every day of where you're going. It keeps you on track and it anchors you in a sense to that vision of your future. Uh, and so that's what I've done. And, you know, I've been doing this for almost a decade now, uh, the better part of a decade, and I'm still here. And I give thanks for that every single day because I know a lot of companies that, you know, I don't know of them personally. I just know most companies don't make it this far. So I think a lot of that isn't not struggling. A lot of that isn't not failing along the way. A lot of that is just keep going. Keep going. on going. Keep on pushing. I love it. It's great advice. I mean, yeah, some of those things back in the day where we wrote down our goals and aspirations and visions and we you know, put it on our bathroom mirror and you say it every morning. I mean, things like that, they work. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's a great way to go, Dan. I mean, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I mean, Illumisoft is a leader in the software solutions for the healthcare industry. What you're doing is remarkable and uh, you're helping so many companies. And by helping companies, you're really helping patients. And by helping patients, you're making people healthy. So that's fantastic. So Dan, thanks so much for coming on the show today. This has been, this has been great. Excellent. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for having me again. It was fun. 